0: Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe Diverge.
1: I'm Chris Atfield. Uh, we're back after a summer hiatus that we took a few times. I know we've
0: scheduled a few times to record and we haven't been able to, but you know, it's summer. And I'm it's not fine. even. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even gonna address. You know, let's just not even address it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I've,
1: got a, I've got a lot of stuff going on. We both have. I've been sick, and yeah, there's been different stuff happening. But hey
0: again it It is what it it is
1: it's summer it's fine
0: i don't think people come people don't come to this podcast for you know you know set your watch to it updates you know they might
1: they might (laughs) i I hope they're not because they're very misinformed about what's going on in the world but you know whatever well
0: uh before we hop in chris you know what's what's been going on with you you know you're 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 your covers, you've been working with covers, which has been incredible this summer. You're you're killing it in that side of the game, you know, you, yeah. you, you've got you've <laughs> life in Athens going great. Yeah, man. It's a lot
1: of writing, a lot of numbers and things like that for me these days. So um, today I found myself pretty tired and happy that the weekend's here, but <laughs> Athens is good. It's a nice little community. Um, basketball is going to be starting up here too just like it is everywhere eventually November will be here soon football is obviously around the corner and, you and
0: you and Gabe Wisnitz are just hanging out on the streets right
1: yeah <laughs> Ohio basketball team took a trip to Spain and seeing his updates from Spain was kind of entertaining we
0: gotta go we gotta make it
1: yeah I'll definitely gotta be- make it. I'll definitely be seeing the Amani Bates Gabe Wisdomer matchup that everyone's
0: really excited to see. You know what? I think I I got to come up for that. When when I is that?
1: That'll <laughs> be uh that's, we, that's Decemberish, ahead. I believe. So it's, All right, I'm
0: going to look at I'm going to look into that. I'm going to look at potentially making that happen. If I can it, go, I'm going to come up. I'm going to come up be, for that.
1: It'll be a CBS Sports Network game Thursday night. Mac Action $2 beers. The beat. city of Louisville will just come up, and and we'll have a. Uh, it's <laughs> That's honestly the, like it's it's gonna be very vengeful because we can also cheer against money and cheer for Gabe at the same time. So yeah,
0: it's true, it's true. It,
1: there yeah. should be honestly, I think there should be a big Louisville contingent there. We should bring up twenty. We'll rent a people. bus. Yeah. <laughs> Get a bus to come up. Pretty good. <laughs>
0: oh okay well uh we'll, we'll we'll chat about that there's you know so much has been happening the last time we potted, we say we we're going to talk about when this uh roster was complete and uh you know what chris we kept to our word we said the next episode would be when this roster is complete and i think this louisville basketball roster is finally complete so we were ready to have another pod so you know lo- no lies and when we were coming back essentially yes. um but let's uh, let's hop right in. There's so much to get to. Uh, let's hear that beautiful theme music. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in Louisville, Kentucky. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe Diverge.
1: Louisville
0: is the greatest. And we're back, Chris as we said before the, the, you know, before the theme music, you know, the we're going to hop in. There's a ton of football to talk to a ton of basketball, but we're going to start on the basketball side because we are recording this on Friday and we just received confirmation, uh, that, um, that Fabio himself, Fabio Basili, uh, is an official member of the Louisville men's basketball team, completing this roster. Uh, the three-star recruit is, uh, reclassing coming into this team. And, um, what is uh, you know? What is your reaction? Uh, you know, you 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 obviously tweeted out. You thought it was funny that we got a a three star to reclass and get significant PT because he is the second guard and he's the second point guard. So what's what's going through your head on this? And uh, you know, what do you make of the you know you know potential disappointments of this kind of first Kenny Payne off season?
1: Try to be concise and careful with my words. Well, I probably won't be concise, but I'll talk a lot. But I'll be careful. <laughs> um, I don't understand what's happening here. Like, my whole beef has nothing to do with the skill set of the guy they're bringing in, or the skill set of any of the players that they brought in. My conversation is the narrative around a large portion of the fan base. How a month and a half ago. People weren't talking about like Kenny Payne bringing in a top 10, top 20 class this season. Yeah. yeah. Now there are always these, well, oh, there were these discussions about this and that, stealing players from Duke, top 10 class. They're guys that they were going after. Obviously, they missed on those people. That happens um, in recruiting. You can make up the mm-hmm. reasons why. Yeah. But my whole thing is, there's like no room for any criticism of that happening and people being concerned. Like this dude, I you know I look at his tape or whatever, and you see so much from on the tape. He played in Oak Ridge, obviously. He was like the third or fourth best player in Oak Ridge, and he probably has some talent. He's athletic. Um, there's a lot of athleticism there. There's stuff to work with. I I talked about this with you before privately how I feel like Kenny wants to this is just a theory i have no reason to think this but wants to play kind of like the north carolina style of basketball Mm -hmm. where it's very up and down um, backboard obviously if you look at the the team they're building and all the the positions they have you kind of it would fit with that but like when ripitino comes to louisville you expect to see ripitino run a press right when tony bennett's at virginia you expect to see a pack line defense exactly when John Calipari is at Kentucky, you expect recruiting at a high level. In college basketball, the, the coaches are just as much a part of the game as they are anything in any sport. Probably, I mean, they drive the sport more than almost any, any sport. And I'm just not seeing that here. I don't understand. Like, the mantra for Kenny Payne is recruiter, ace recruiter, specifically a big guy recruiter. You get the splash of Brandon Huntley, have love it, it's great. Yeah. And then after that, you miss on everyone else. And it's like someone wants to say one cross thing that they're looked at like they're insane. Yeah. So I'm just a loss for words. Like, where did the last two months go that we had the discussions that we were having? <laughs>
0: um,
1: so in a in a word, in a in a word, I, I think disappointed probably
0: it. But just as much confused as anything. Right. No, it definitely it definitely makes sense. I I, it, I feel like we're. It's funny, you know. You and I always we we've always joked last season when we had our discussions about, especially this football team, this Louisville football team from last season. Um, we talked a lot about how there was no in between. There was either someone you know, someone like myself who was ready to pack the bags for Scott Satterfield, um, and there were people who were really trying to make you know positives out of a season that was falling apart in in a lot of ways. And there wasn't a lot of middleman, um, a lot, a lot of people kind of moving down the middle is, is, you know, either you had to be one or the other. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we're in this unique situation and, and this is where maybe, (laughs) You know, here here, here's me trying to be measure measured with my words, like you're saying. Um, here's where I think maybe the the Louisville uh, sports media apparatus, of which we are, you know, partial, we cannot, you know, we cannot deny that we are a part of. Yeah, um, I wouldn't remove ourselves from that conversation. Has disturbed the the average fan, the fan base, right? Where um I, I think so many people came in thinking the calling card for for KP was going to be, um, he's going to, he's going to do what Cal did right away. Right. What, what Cal did to Kentucky where he immediately got the best class in the country. He, he walked out that back door in, in, in Memphis and turned around and, and took everything he had built there. Uh, you know, f- top five class after top five class classes, top five class and plugged unplugged that from Memphis to plug that into Lexington. Um,
1: that so, but the important part of that is that was put out there. By a significant number of people, the same ones that are saying that you, we can't have an honest and open conversation it, right now. It,
0: exactly. And I was 100% so, so like, this you.
1: This can be separate, like this, whether it's Kenny Payne's fault or not, is a valid conversation in itself. But the narrative of what's happening here is, is what needs to be talked about. <laughs>
0: I completely agree. And it's funny because we've, because this narrative of, you know, and, and it's an inside joke. It's like Kenny Payne moves in silence and like, okay, you know, at one point, <laughs> at one point, is it not moving in silence at one point? Maybe there's not a lot of moving at all, <laughs> you know? And, and, and I, I do, and I, I've talked about it on this podcast before I've talked about it in previous episodes. I, I really, I can talk myself into the idea that, he wa that he was in a uniquely difficult situation. Um, that you know, I I, I, I joked, I joked with you. I, I think when Chris Mack was recruiting kids and kids asked about the uh the you know infractions and the IARP, he was like, you know, you know, we think it's you know, we think we're gonna be all right, you know, we're confident in that. And I th- I think Kenny Bain's like, I don't know. I hope so, but I don't know. You know, I can tell you for sure. I I I I can buy that as 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 you know, what we've seen of Kenny. And I wonder, I, I do, I, I, I choose to believe maybe, maybe wrongly poorly that that had a huge impact, especially in the transfer market where we're talking about kids who they're not leaving, you know, they're, they're leaving central Missouri or Missouri state or uh, a, a middling sec or big 12 team. They want to play turn in basketball. They want to play in the first weekend. They want to play in the second weekend, really, if they're really good. Um, so I I, I can I can understand where that hurt us a little bit. What I don't understand is. Why can't we dial back the not even dial back? Why, why can't we be like, well, you know, this isn't what we were hoping for mm-hmm. and and be serious and be like be be truthful to ourselves. You know, this off season didn't go the way we hoped it would go.
1: Yeah. I mean, why, why I'm so passionate about this conversation is we, it it is too early with so many things going on to have an honest and open conversation about who Kenny Payne is as a recruiter and who he's going to be successful. But it's not too early to look at what's happening and evaluate it. Right. And if you if you don't evaluate those things and you're just looking in the sky and saying it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, mm-hmm. the expectations are eroded and you become Indiana basketball. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to let the basketball program expectation just completely go away without fighting against them. Right. I think that's ridiculous. Right. I mean, we sit here for two or three months talking about. Man, the, the Louisville basketball coach has to be a face. And we haven't seen Kenny Payne's face. <laughs> Come on. They did the whole, they did the Eastern Kentucky flood, flood relief thing. And I was very excited to see that because I had privately steamed about that, that it took a little bit longer than I wanted to, but whatever it happened, and that's the most important part. But I would have liked to see Kenny more publicly facing in that even. I mean, yeah, something. The expect the fans. I'll, I'll I'll say that the fans deserve more than they've got right now. We don't know what's going on.
0: Oh, I mean you know he, he went to he went. I, I I agree. I mean he did go to the he did go to the Dirt Bowl. He did do a few things, but you know it seems like we're you know we're gonna have a little live on here for us to chat about briefly. Um, so I mean, the, yeah, I get it. I don't know. It's 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 difficult not not to do this, not, not to be this guy. And, and someone's going to laugh and probably a Kentucky fan's who who is going to sit and listen to this podcast is going to like joke and, and cackle. When I say this, I, John Calipari is like the, the face of, of college basketball and in, in, in more ways than one now, right now that coach K and Roy Williams are gone, he's the face college basketball. I'm not asking Kenny Payne to be, uh, to be on ESPN as much as John Calipari is. I'm not asking him to be out there, but it's difficult. It, it's difficult to see. It's where I felt like we we definitely went from from Rick Patino to Chris Mack and Chris Mack. You know, he was outspoken, outspoken, but not in by no means in the same way as Rick Patino. And I was hoping that we at least would keep that baseline right where, you know, Mack was to himself a lot of times, but he wasn't afraid to get out there and chat. And Kenny Payne is 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 it's, it's just very quiet. It's just too quiet. I don't know. We're, 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 I, for, I, would, I would like to know what he thinks about the roster. I don't even know that. I don't know. It's a great question. I would love to have had interviews with, with Kenny Payne. I, I feel like there's been, it's been pretty, pretty, I think what the last time he really was super public about, uh, you know, he had a press conference was when he completed the staff, right? I think that was yeah. the last time we chatted. The, the or w- or w- hiring w- Wagner. Milt Wagner, hiring Milt yeah. Wagner, which what? And it's it, been 90 days since then? Yeah, forty five, maybe. That
1: dynamic is particularly interesting to me because what started the Chris Mack erosion, I guess, especially from a public like perception, Mm -hmm. is that the dude didn't do interviews with ESPN Mobile or didn't make the media members happy locally because he didn't speak with them. So here we are. Why is that not continuing? (laughs) What's uh, are we? And I bring up Indiana basketball. That's probably a poor comparison. I just don't want to protect someone and lose sight of what the goal is for the Louisville basketball program because the guy's a former alum. And I know that Kenny understands that. Obviously, he, he understands that better than you and I. Right. But it worries me, I, I, to be honest. like that's You can criticize that opinion if you want to, but I'm speaking candidly that it concerns me.
0: And I think part of the thing is like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm by no means, you know, I'm nowhere. I want to be clear. I I don't think you're, I don't want to speak for you, but I'll say for me, I'm nowhere near saying this is a failure or this is the loss. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a thing that bums you out. But when you, when you do what's happening now where you don't speak, it allows someone else to take the narrative on. And now it allows the narrative to be written by other people. So, and, and yeah, Kenny Payne can be to himself. He's a, he can be a not poke person, but he can still do 15 minutes here and there still do You know, a 30 minute check-in uh, a written interview. I don't know, man. Like I, 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 I agree. I, I agree. It's, it's, it's been a little difficult and you know, they've been recruiting. I get that, but
1: I, I know um, more about what Kenny Payne thinks about Bill Russell than what he thinks about Fabio Pesoli. <laughs> because he tweeted about Bill Russell and I don't know what his opinion is on the guy that they, the, the quote, let me see the quote that was given in the press release. Cause I'm not even sure it was from him, but I, I'm going to check and see. I got it up right here. We got okay. We did. We we did get a quote from him. We're excited to add another playmaker to the roster. Fabio's a fe- fearless, confident, unselfish, and talented basketball floor who will help our team on both ends of the floor. I'm super excited to have him as part of Lowell basketball, a rich tradition that he will embrace and enhance. So I'll take that back against. That's. that's <laughs> but the over like that's 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 the way I feel. Is that this honestly? This, this conversation doesn't have anything to do. With what we're going to see in the basketball court this right. season, I'm intrigued by how things are going to mesh together because I do think there are some scenarios where they could be a very tough team to prepare for. You have a lot of length, you have a lot of guys that can play multiple positions. I have some legitimate concerns, especially offensively. But they They're going to play hard
0: nose defensive basketball. Yeah. I, I there's mean, some, I mean, there's that's, some
1: intriguing pieces when you see that they could potentially, potentially throw Jalen Withers, Sidney Curry, and JJ Trainer or Brandon Henley Hatfield all on the floor together that that's intriguing. I don't know if it's going to look good, but it's intriguing.
0: <laughs> it's true. It, it, it's going to be interesting. It's it's going to be interesting. You know, I just don't, I don't know. Part of me wonders is like, do they already know what's gonna happen? Like I don't know. Like they they know they're not gonna have the scholarships. That so why doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It, Wait, it's just that 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 excuse. I'm not hearing that excuse
1: because <laughs> it's it, it, it's very convenient that that that's the excuse now that they right all these guys right. Like, come yeah. on now. I mean the Monty Bates thing. We've said that a bunch of times. I, I think that was more of a mutual parting. But yeah. everyone else, Tyrese Hunter, Malachi Smith. Um, there's someone else in there. I'm forgetting. Like I, I don't think Kenny Payne was telling these guys not to come here because we're gonna go ahead and you know. Oh take yeah.
0: Yeah. No, so. no, I don't, I don't, I don't think that. I, I, like I said, I, I really do think with all the, the, the one who, who is the guy that ended up going to Missouri. That's the one that upset Mosley, Eric Mosley, or, or Missouri State. State, State.
1: Yeah, it was, it was Missouri, Missouri, and it was
0: Mosley. Yeah. And I was just like that. That was the one that, you know people who know told me this, this was the one they really fumbled. Like all the other ones, it was conceivable to me, you know, going to, you know, Gonzaga and Texas teams that are going to be, you know, really, really competitive, obviously. Um, that's, that's conceivable to me. Like, like I would love I, you get Kenny Payne so that you can, you can bat, you know, you can hit above average, right? Like you can, you can swipe one of those. I get that. But like, that's like explainable to me, it, the the Eric Mosley one, like, it seems like that was, he didn't want to play with Emily Bates or money. Bates. Yeah. And that's, that's like a, that's a whole,
1: if we want to have like a real conversation about recruiting, that's a concerning. I mean, they fought with the bag day. Let's just say what it is. They yeah. just, they, they thought for a long time that they wanted a money Bates. And then they got to the end and seemingly said, you know what? We're not going to do this after they had several players not come to Louisville because they were recruiting a money. Bates. That is an abject failure. Like I don't know what else to tell you, and it could be a young coach, you know, make mistakes. That's fine. But at least just call it what it is. It's all on one. Yeah. Let's let's be open about these things because it's, it's fine. It, just because you say Kitty messed up this summer doesn't mean he's going to be a failure as a coach. I mean, it, it, it's okay to have a, a full conversation. I, that's I just don't understand. The constant need to protect the Louisville basketball head coach. He doesn't need to be treated with kid gloves. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm excited about this season. I am excited about this season because I, again, these big guys are going to be good. And that's Kenny's calling card. Yep. But we can also talk about the other stuff too and say in the same breath, hey, I'm excited about the future. Right. It's fine. I promise you.
0: Uh, don't, he, don't, <laughs> go.
1: I was just going to say, don't be worried about losing media access. Cause you're not getting that anyway. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, it is, it, it is what it is. You know, it's just, it's, it's funny. it's, I don't know. It, it it has been like super funny just trying to f- people. I feel like we, we moved to football quicker this year. Yeah. Because there just was a vacuum of basketball content. It was like, you could only talk about, Oh, there's not another guard on the roster for so often. I feel like we just, we were talking about football a lot earlier and, 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 you know, we're about to, we'll, we'll hop into talking about satin in football, but um Based on how, like, sure, the recruiting stuff on that side has made it easier to do, but based on how that season ended, I did not expect the jump over. You know, if you, if you say, if you say, Hey, you know, we're ending this football season off a loss to (laughs) the the troops, to the air force. And, um, there's a brand new, you know, highly touted recruiter coach for Louisville basketball coming in. What are, what are the radio shows going to talk about all summer? I talked about football. I didn't talk about basketball that much. Yeah, that's that's insane. That's insane for this fan base. That's insane for us. We just ran out of things to talk about on that end. Um, you know, credit to credit to Sat. Credit to the Sat Daddy. Um, <laughs> any anything else on basketball before we move forward?
1: No, I think uh,
0: I think we both. How do you feel about uh, Louisville live at uh, the Slugger Field? Bother you?
1: I- I think it's great. I mean, they could, be they've, cool. done a, they've done they, so well every time they've done it. So they could. I'm really hoping it's going to be. Oh,
0: of course. Yeah. I'm really hoping it's going to be on the field. The season yeah. there, that, that bad season is going to be over by then late October. Um, so I'm really hoping it's going to be on the field, which I think would be super cool. As I joked with, with somebody and you were there, uh, it needs it. They need to do like a, a home run contest handy contest. Like just, just put, 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 put some guys, make make them try and mash. I want to see if anyone can get hit it out of the park. (laughs) I'm down with that. um all right let's talk about let's talk a little bit about football chris we are we are just days just a few weeks away from this louisville football season um and as i said this summer has been so interesting in terms of football where we had all this you know give sat credit where sad that deserved it right he, he, he has had this incredible summer for recruiting it continues there's always new targets um you know and and, and you know I think, I think the vibes are good around this program right now, which is insane for a program that ended the year the way they did last year. So I just want to, you know... We- We have, uh, you know, we, we have about 14 days, you know, tomorrow is is two weeks out from the season opener at Syracuse. So we'll, you know, you and I are going to try and get together again and do a, uh, do a proper preview um, and, and go through and give predictions and talk about the season and stuff. We'll do that, but I want to get your temperature where you're at, as we kind of are moving in the coaches poll, the associated press polls out, we're done with media days. Um, It's, it's, it's just about here where is your temperature with this team? How hot, how cold? And just with a fan base, like I feel, am I crazy for thinking that people, you know, people really rallying around the little football program again?
1: Yeah. I think it's interesting because from, I I don't want to put this, I mean, all the recruiting stuff has created kind of the natural buzz about this season, but Satterfield as a person, just talks a little bit differently these days.
0: Yeah. Like, no, I, I mean, think it's fair.
1: I, I, I don't know that he's ever really like changed kind of his connection to the community or, or things like that. He hasn't, he did the dirt bowl thing, which is really cool. Dude's trying. I can get down with that. It's just kind of the way he is, and that's fine. It can work. We've had coaches that in the past that have been who they are. Um, it, all Charlie Strong, Bobby Petrino, all those coaches, not exactly the best connection with the fan base, I would say, but it worked. Um, but the the dirt bowl thing was cool, but like the interviews there's just a little bit more confidence there. And I mean that the interview that he did to end the season last year was the best he's probably ever been in front of a mic. And it's, it's just grown from there. And I I think the buzz around this team definitely is, is obviously palpable and you just gotta go deliver. I mean, you look at the graphic of quarterbacks in college football and Who's going to be the oldest quarterback in college football, making the most starts? And I think Malik's the third. The yeah. third has a third most that with me. Yeah. overall. And you look at something like that, and you're like, okay, so go handle Syracuse. Central Florida's lost tons of people. You kind of worry about the environment, but that's a game you should get and set up the opportunity to have a big moment at home against a Florida State team that's probably not, not that good. Even if that's a win loss, get some buzz back. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, there's not anything more grander to say other than go win the first two games. Give yourself a moment. That's a Friday night game on ESPN against a conference yep. opponent. Yep. Friday night in Cardo Stadium. Everything's there that you
0: want. Get the fan base. The fan, the fan base is itching to get out. I will say I, I that's, you know, from boots on the ground here, it, I'm hearing people talking about tailgating. I'm hearing people talking about all this excited Friday night game. There's something about something about Louisville Louisville football game on a, on a weeknight. You know, it's one thing Saturday. We don't do three thirty that great. I'm gonna be 100 with you. We don't do three thirty that great. We don't do seven thirty on Saturday that great. We'll do Thursday Friday at seven thirty. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I, I'm right there with you. It's you know I I have been I you know. I almost pride myself for being the biggest critic of, of the Scott Satterfield era. I, 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 I'm, I'm willing to say pound for pound, I have been the biggest critic of the Scott Satterfield era. Um, and I can't agree with you more. It, since, since that final, that postseason, you know, or after the season, almost fired press conference. Um, Sad hasn't lost. He has, he hasn't taken an L since then. He hasn't taken an L since, since, since the air force. It's, it's been an off season of wins, you know, comparing, it's funny to compare to Kenny Payne because it's been an off season of win after win, after win for Satterfield. And this uh, this turnaround of the fan base has been absolutely incredible. And I have to give credit where credit's due. And, and just like you said, it's, it's, it's now you got to do it on the field. That's why I've been telling everybody, I, you know, I've had people with me it's like, Oh, that you don't want Satterfield to go now we're getting all these recruits. And, you know, it's like, got to see on the field. Gotta finish. You know, I, I was really enthused as 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 corny as corny training camp, you know, fall camp montages go, the uh the finish mantra in the most recent video put out by the Louisville football, you know, social media accounts. Um was encouraging, was, was highly encouraging to hear they know, they know they they fucking blew it over and over and over again in that fourth quarter crits last season, over yeah, and I over mean, and over again.
1: All the all the things that people say about Sat that kind of wanted to protect him last season about the closeness of the one score games, all that was true. But when right. you do it over and over and over and you're losing all these one score games and it becomes that you're it's you're the issue. Yep. So if you can flip that then yeah, it, it's gonna be a good thing, and that should be the focus. I mean, right. it, it, it's pretty simple.
0: It is. It, it, it's it's it got to go do on feeling like you said. It, just beat Syracuse. Just beat them. They suck. You know, if you lose to to Central Florida, make it a lo- a close loss. You know, just something mm-hmm. something that you know we can take some positives from. Um, and then come, come to Florida state and, and, and that place is going to be rocking. I just, I just, I can feel it just, just hearing people talk and and hearing what you're hearing on the radio and hearing, you know, the players be outspoken. You know, I wanted to chat a little bit about, about Malik Cunningham. I feel like there's been a lot of like media praise of Malik Cunningham, not just locally, but nationally. And when people are looking around for a dark horse ACC player of the year candidate, I'm hearing Malik's name come up many times. Um, Anytime you have, I mean, you have a
1: quarterback like Malik at under center, you're going to feel good about what can happen. I I think that Malik's again, it's another thing for him. Like I've heard the the praise from some people, but I've also heard from people locally that he doesn't get enough praise that he's underrated. And when that what that comes back to is is the record. I mean, he's he's going to go down by proxy because he made so many starts with his name everywhere in the record book. But when you look at the the winning percentage, that's an issue too for him. Right. I mean, i I think there, I think there's opportunity that Malik could find himself in some type of habit row in the NFL if he has a good season this year. Um, if you see the things the way people are using the NFL today, um, you know, there's a lot more room for gagginess than there was in the past. It's been right. embraced. It's been embraced more. So that is another perspective for him, like he can go get that too. It's a prove it season for a lot of people.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's going to be super interesting. And, you know, like I said, we'll go through, you know, I, I'm still, you know, I, I'm still my, my, my concern with this Louisville season, not to step on things is just, there's a lot, there's a few games that like, yeah, you you just absolutely should win this game. Like a, a, a competent Louisville football team should, should beat you know, USF at home should beat at Syracuse should, should win. But there's so many games in this ACC schedule um, that are just either, or like, uh, are, are we sure, you know, is this, Mm -hmm. how good is, you know, how good is this team going to be? How good, you know, they've struggled against Boston college in, in, in previous years, you know, can, can they go reverse the the thing there? You know, pit is pit going to be good. Like that's a, that's, you know, homecoming weekend. I think that's the day after Louisville live, you know, there's going to be a lot of good vibes for that pit game. Um, you know, so we'll is see. It, it, is It's going to be good. Is like a <laughs> existential question for sure. That Wake you know, Forest game gets super interesting yeah. now because they lost their, their quarterback, Sam Hartman
1: yeah there's still some so, there's still some thoughts that he may be back um okay so we'll see yeah I, we'll see i think i think it's really unknown at this yeah. point but yeah and
0: he closed yeah. out closed out that year with three very difficult games at clemson at home against NC state and of course at kentucky um, yeah you got to get those early those, those early so you got to get the wins early there's not time to figure things out in this in this schedule we're gonna know what kind of, what kind of season they're gonna have most likely pretty early so um I, the vibes are good. I feel really good about, uh, about the vibes and, and, and hopefully, hopefully, um, that translates to the field because it, you know, I, I just, I just want them to live up to the potential. And I, I think everyone knows the potential is there for this team. So we, we will a hundred percent see how that goes. Um, anything else on football before we move to our final topic?
1: No, they're doing a, a music festival. I don't know what, jones fields is jones and in, in, in louisville anyway creed Bratton and bratton is going to be performing there. oh the uh the big stomp the, the big stomp
0: so yeah the big stomp it's uh um you know i'm doing something <laughs> with my work with the big stomp actually so i'm kind of i'm kind of familiar um yeah. it's uh you know it's actually a really good story because uh you know it's 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 it's, it's for uh, mental health awareness it's out like pass for creek like actually went to a wedding nearby, um, not too long ago. Um, you know, it's a, it's a a really nice little area. And, um, so the, the, the folks who started forecastle McKnight, JC McKnight, JK McKnight, whatever his name is, excuse me. He started like a, um, a consulting agency for like four festivals. This is like totally out of the realm. So I apologize for everyone. If you're not interested in music festivals, um, but I'm going to explain it. So, so this is like one of the first clients taken on and it's actually for youth mental health awareness, the founder of the organization. Um, unfortunately, you know, it's, she experienced a, a tragedy with, with a member of her family and mental health, um, and has chosen to kind of, uh, you know, make, make, you know, her life's work about supporting mental health, getting, getting young, young people, the resources they need to to care about their mental health and take it more seriously. So it's a really great cause. If you've not heard about the big stomp, it just kind of gave them a free ad here. And I don't mind that at all because it's a great cause and it's a cool organization. I'm actually going to go. Um, so, yeah. just Yeah. I
1: think I might go to one of my favorite bands, go. dirt,
0: dirt wires performing there. They're yeah. The dirt wire. I today. think moon taxi as well is, the, is, is the name. I think a lot of people might've heard. Cause I know they do, they, they, they're, Know, regional and perform here a lot so it'll be uh it'll be cool for sure <laughs> shout out to the, the big stomp. <laughs> yeah, for sure um
1: you want to end the show talking about something that actually hold on a second
0: okay we gotta talk about Sully. oh we do gotta talk about solely i'm glad you mentioned this um it's really sad if you if you're not aware uh, if you're living under a rock um, and aren't on Twitter because I feel like all of our listeners are super online. Um, Tim Sullivan, uh, the the lead sports columnist for the Courier Journal, unfortunately, um, was laid off by Gannett, uh, who was going through a, a bunch of layoffs. And um, you know I th- I'm glad you mentioned this, Chris, because Kasali deserves to shine. And uh, you know. I don't even want to say love him or hate him because I do think I do think the thing about Tim Sullivan is, like I said, like in my tweet, like I, I disagreed with a lot of the things he said, but he was a straight shooter and uh, he brought um, a level of uh, of of truthiness, uh, to the Louisville sports landscape that I think it sometimes requires. Um, and he wasn't afraid to ask a question, even if you thought it was stupid and, uh, nine times out of 10, I understood where he was trying to go with it. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a bummer. He's, it, we need a guy like Tim Sullivan always in our, in our, in our media core. Like we just need yeah. that guy. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I think on a
1: larger perspective, it
0: continues, uh, a-
1: Uh, to the concern that you have about Courier-Journal. Oh, yeah. And how, man, it's important to have a strong local newspaper. And just to see it eroding is very upsetting. (laughs) Uh, That's all I I can really say is that, you know, especially from from a sports perspective, uh, I I know some other people have talked about this, but it drives the conversation in the city of Yeah. And when you don't have uh, someone like Tim Sullivan there to aid to those questions and to ask those things like you spoke about. Mm-hmm. There's just a gap. I mean, you right. look at the Herald leader and they've managed to stay pretty strong. Um, I don't really know why, what
0: they've been uh, Their Their parent company is, is a lot better. Um, McClatchy I think is, or McClatchy or something like that. Um, Gannett who owns a Courage Journal. Like I, if you're listening to this, and you're like, Oh, I Journal you me. Or I hate this. I, I promise you that 80 to 90% of your qualms with the Courage Journal are a direct result of the fact that Gannett owns them.
1: And I don't even care what you think about that because if you can deny that you don't (laughs) need, you don't need strong local journalism, then I don't care about your opinion.
0: (laughs) So, uh, and you know, I, 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 the Courier Journal actually like subscriber wise, actually like doing all right, doing good. I've heard they, they've met a lot of the goals that they've been given by corporate and to have like their staff, like really, um, hurt, you know, maimed, uh, you know, excised in, in different ways, uh, mm-hmm. in spite of that is, is really disappointing is, is it, it's such a bummer. Um, and those folks work really hard and, um, it's, um, it's, it's not an ideal situation. Yeah. i, I made, I said it on Twitter a few times. But it's like, yeah, dude, I wanted to water. add by the Courage Journal. Let's be like the second thing I do. <laughs> like when I go public, when I'm like, Oh yeah, I got the yeah Okay. okay I put all my affairs in order. I have this money. Um, I'm open for business the first like the second call I'm making is to Gannett. It's like all right yeah. sell me the Courier Journal just sell it. so sure? I want it <laughs> just because yeah. we deserve we deserve something better we deserve something that that fucking cares about the city of Louisville and it's so obvious that Gannett doesn't
1: I would love to have Sully and just to air his grievances of you be- dude we should <laughs> It needs to happen somewhere. If, it, if we don't do it and you're listening to this and you're like on the radio or you have access to a podcast and you can... I can't that.
0: imagine someone hasn't reached out to him and he hasn't done anything, right? Well, I cannot imagine.
1: He needs to because I, I just get more mad speaking about it. I mean, he's probably not going to... Goddamn, like, fuck guy. He should. I, I don't understand. I, I get more mad speaking about it. I just don't understand the logic of the people they've lost and the people that have left and the people that have been laid off and not even the people that have stayed, but just the decisions they've made. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's dumb. <laughs> That's all I can really say.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Uh, hopefully I'm, I'm sure he'll end up on his feet. He's a, he's a talent, you know, he's been, he's been around for a while. So a lot of people use him. Doesn't he, he said, said he's not moving. Uh, at one point i can't i'm looking through <laughs> today's not moving so so shout out to that but uh um,
1: amazing.
0: he should just i what, he should start a podcast what i don't know it's not i, I, I can't wait for whatever is next because i think he's gonna do something but we'll see i don't know i hope it's not done uh, i hope here here's what here's the two things i hope one i hope it's not done two i hope he doesn't go to and this is like this isn't even a shot at like News stations, but I hope he doesn't go to a news station. I hope he does something on his own.
1: Man, though, like if this would have happened, it segues Segway's perfect into our next conversation. If this would have happened like two or three months ago, and he was working in Lexton when the stoops calipari's If he was in the Bahamas, when the Calipari stuff started, oh, that would have been exceptional. I'll, I need Sully to get the get the quote from Cal, that's batching stoops into him to launch the story because man solely versus stoops right in the middle solely versus stoops and Cal, and kind of mitigating that situation that's what i need
0: <laughs> it would be funny wouldn't it uh you you, you kind of glued it into it chris i wanted to talk about Cal versus stoops i wanted to get your vibe uh get what you think um and just know and understand, you know, wh- wh- where are you at? We've kind of gone through the cycle on it. So it's kind of a recap, um, but I want to hear what you think, you know, we love, we love to poke fun at Kentucky when we can, uh, they, they, they give us. Ample opportunity, some better than others. I feel like this is the best softball Louisville fans ever got, have gotten in a long time. Um, what do you make of the situation? What do you make of what it means generally? I don't know. So many different angles to go to. I have like a bunch of different takes. Some of them are really dumb. So uh, <laughs> where do you start? What, do you, what are your thoughts on Gal versus Stoops, where we are, Mitch Barnhart, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Honestly, looking back at it now that it's kind of settled, I don't think it's really settled down now, but it's became less of a story in the public eye. I, I think my main takeaway at the end of the day is that it just kind of signals that John Calipari is not going to be Kentucky much longer. Yeah. I mean, two years maybe, but the man is irritable and he's, he's definitely turned like full Patino
0: at this point. That's, that's a, that's a money quote.
1: Where there's there's multiple things. I mean by that, one is a good thing to where it's gonna say whatever he thinks and doesn't really care. But two, to where he's creating all these narratives in his head. The, the funniest thing in this is that the Kentucky basketball facilities are like supposed to be due to some dump or something. Yeah, when they're like fine. I mean, they're fine. They're okay. And for him to like present it that way is it's just full Patino, man. The ego, the ego is at an all time high.
0: It's it's full Patino is such a good, that's such a good way. I got, that's, that's a podcast title. It's not even a question. Um, <laughs> It, you're right, you know, and i i don't know. I mean, I've heard some people. I haven't heard all the radio, but that—that's—that's that's definitely to me the biggest takeaway. And I, I feel like anybody, any innocent bystander has to know. Um, you know, I think what we know that that contract. I think it, that. I think like million dollar a year lifetime ambassador clause kicks in if he stays for another year. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or like one more, at least one more season or two more seasons. So, so he wants to get there and then that'll kind of be, I think that'll be the it, it for him. I don't know. Um, I can't imagine him just sitting still and doing nothing. Is that's, it's kind of what's hard for me in that whole point. But, but I, I do agree that his time at Kentucky, um, we are we are we are closer than I think a lot of people want to admit to the end of the Cal era at Kentucky. Um, and it's 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 so fast. It was so fascinating to me. And I know a lot of people remarked on this and just how many people were were were, were up on stoops. We're just were, were, we're they've drank the stoops Kool-Aid that, you know, you 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 cover against Georgia. And suddenly this is you know, you don't give a shit, you know, <laughs> it's. And, well, I think. I think for both fan bases, the
1: football feel good is kind of irreplaceable. I mean, and that's, that's a reason why Lamar Jackson is more revered than any little basketball player ever. Hmm. Would you yeah, agree
0: with I think, that? No, no, I think, I think that's, I think that's absolutely right. I, I think, and I, I did, I, I remember telling a, a, a buddy of mine who's a Kentucky fan who was thinking about going to Georgia. And I said, just go. And and w- there is something different for basketball schools. And I'm sure football schools like, you know, the Bama's and Ohio State's of the world. This does not quite matter, but there's something different for being a basketball school and having that football rockin'. It's just, there, there's just a different quality. It feels more precious. It feels different. I'm not, I don't know if it's better. It's just, it's just because it's such a rare thing. We haven't had many moments of that. You're absolutely right. And, and I think Lamar Jackson, the fact that he's, you know, he's won the MVP and stuff, I think has has a lot to do with it. But
1: I think the basketball season's a lot
0: more of a slow buildup. Yes. And with football, you get that every week. It re- it reaches, football reaches, the, when it reaches the fever pitch, it's just like, it's so, singularly intense right it's yeah, so it's like one,
1: it, it's one game a week and each of those games means everything
0: yeah Not, yeah yeah you're you're right i don't that 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 makes 100 sense um but it the you know it's it, the part that, that you mentioned uh, i'll come back to is is the the dynamics of it all the 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 Mitch Barnhart part to me is so interesting. Like, why can't Mitch Barn? Why isn't he interested in 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 raising money or, or improving the Louisville basketball facility? Does he really care that much about everything else? Like, that's I, I don't know. Like, I, I think Tom Jurich and did a good job of you know building up other things. You know, building you know, facilities, the the pool, the tennis center, the rowing house, et cetera, et cetera. Like he did a really good job in making sure those things. But I think if you put a gun to his head, he's like, he's going to say, you know, football, you know, basketball is the most important thing here. Football is secondly, most important. And I don't, I, I really think you wouldn't be able to get Mitch Barnhart to say anything outside of, we care about all of our sports equally at Kentucky. Oh yeah, because he, he doesn't have an opinion on anything. He, like it's so, yeah go ahead the, 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 there's
1: there's nothing that and that's what made the press conference so revealing is it was the first time he really spoke his mind and essentially said that if cal didn't like the way things were going he could leave and <laughs> that, that was that was the most obviously i think the biggest telling thing from any of this um is that moment right there because i think we were kind of taken back by this, but I, I think that there's a good portion of Kentucky football fans that feel that Cal
0: is more replaceable than Stoops. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, Chris, I mean, we've, we Chris, we've heard that from people. We've heard that from people. Yeah. And to me, I, I don't think, I think that's insane. I, I get, I that's, get That's it. not
1: for me to answer whether that's correct, right or wrong, but it's I, I, insane I, to think about
0: it's insane that we're here in this situation. I don't know. I just never like even, even two years ago, Chris, I would never have said that about the, about Kentucky fans. Never. And I think, I think that's like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's 70% of Kentucky fans think that, but I think at least 30, 40% think that that's wild. That's insanity. That's insanity.
1: You know, <laughs> to bring to bring literally like the entire conversation that we've had full circle, I think that's why I'm so taking it aback when people don't want to criticize the Louisville basketball coach because they criticize Rick Bettino because he got on their nerves and Kentucky fans feel that way about Cal Perry now. <laughs> so it's like, fuck that guy. Half <laughs> the time of the season. I mean, Louisville fans were annoyed as hell by Rick Bettino and half the season, maybe 75% of the season, Kentucky fans are annoyed back <laughs> out. And it's always going to be funny. Like it's really funny right now a new coach coming into the space of Louisville basketball and how we're kind of grappling about how we want to speak about him Mm -hmm. and the standards and all this stuff. And it's almost like an identity crisis. And it's going to be really interesting when Kentucky basketball fans go through that in a few seasons from now. (laughs) Uh,
0: Not, not to be this guy, but let's, let's, I don't know if you're, if you're Mitch Barnhart and John Calipari leaves next summer. Who do you, who do you go get? Who's your
1: first? I, call? Have, I have no idea, <laughs> dude. I guess it's gonna be Chris Beard. But
0: does that sound terrible?
1: It doesn't. Ex- I, I,
0: I, I, I'm obviously biased as a Louisville fan, but I, I don't. <sighs> I don't think I see the person on the market. I don't think I don't think I see the person in the landscape right now that can excite me. That would excite me as a Kentucky fan, similarly to the way that Cal has excited me year after Mm year. And that's irregardless of results. because I think Chris Beard has shown he can go really deep and that's great. And that's why you call Chris Beard first. You're probably right. But... You're not excited about the way Chris Beard plays basketball. Like it's just like it's just not it's it's not that alluring, right? It doesn't excite you in yeah, the way I don't,
1: that I, the the fan bases are kind of different. I don't think that you need someone to rejuvenate the fan base. That's fair. To, that's to, fair. To get them to show up. Kentucky basketball fans are going to go to the games regardless. That's fair. But there's just I can't put my words on it either. But there is just something there that's like, uh <laughs> Like I think Scott Drew would get a would get a call because he's got the whole biblical thing going on, and Mitch Barnhart <laughs> has got the whole like biblical thing going on, and they seem like they would work well together. I think that would probably be a better hire.
0: That probably would be a better hire, but Scott. But just, I he's I, he's I do old. think
1: I do think Kentucky fans would fall in love with the the Chris Beard race, and I'm not sure that they would like him once he got there a few years in. But I do think they'd be all about him. like in
0: the lead up to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Not, uh, not to, not, not to bore everyone w- with this, but, uh, a funny thought, just something I do got to get in my, uh, my craft family joke that I'm just going to shove down everyone's throats that it's extremely funny to me that, um, they would have the money for this thing if if the Kraft family wasn't so interested in in running for office. It just it, it would it would this would be done. <laughs> but Kelly Kraft's going to run for governor. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: and that's like <laughs> I honestly
1: feel like I, I think you're spot on there that that should be more conversation piece. Maybe when she does run for governor, and it, it maybe it becomes a thing because that's really interesting. I don't know how to talk about it beyond that other than to say that's really interesting. But if like Scott Keebler, is that the, is that the, the, the guy who, Huber,
0: yeah, by? Rick Huber Rick Hubert, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If he ran for, I don't know,
0: attorney Mayor. general Mayor, yeah, or, know. or something
1: like that. And, and Louisville needed all these renovations. I feel like that'd be a big talking point.
0: Yeah. And maybe, maybe it
1: comes along, but I, you know, I, I think that is interesting.
0: I mean, um, I think, I, I think, you know, you saw Matt Jones's tweet about the Kraft family. You know, he's not, he's not going to say anything negative about, about him. I understand. What's, you know? what's,
1: but why? Like he doesn't get near the amount of access that he had two or three years ago. So is it just to keep the apple cart nice and pretty that he doesn't want to criticize anyone there?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I I don't know. I I think just generally, I I think just it it is.
1: Matt's not going to say anything that's really going to adversely affect his his career at this point. Like he's pretty damn, I don't want to say untouchable, but like barring going out and saying something like racist or like homosexual or like, you know, things like that. He's good. So to like be outspoken about that situation, I I think he'd be all right. Maybe he just doesn't care that much. I don't know.
0: That's a good point. I don't know. Uh, It's it's the 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 coverage of. I mean, I don't know. I don't follow a lot of Kentucky coverage. I did. You know, you and I joked we listened to 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 KSR the day after um, things happened. Um, It's the coverage of it has been super interesting, and um, you know, you have guys like Pat Forty like saying ridiculously inflammatory things just because that's what they want to do um but
1: (laughs) yeah he he was pretty powerful in his words on 680 the other day when he was talking about a cow um something that we can mention we're just kind of rambling through things but i did want to mention the the whole 502 collective and yes how it's being presented to the fan base in a larger conversation about like two or three years from now are we just going to move more and more to this direction to where you're not having success on the football field or the basketball courts. The fans need to be better fans.
0: <laughs> I mean, what's yeah, happening now? but hasn't it always been that way? I, in some oh, way man, I, 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 I disagree. I think it's been a lot more present these last few years. See, I think, I think the thing about that, maybe I mean, that's just social media. My push, my pushback on that is. Not to not to be this person, but like I think like the media deals and all that is just going to matter so much more than these NIL collectives. Like mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, like right now, it's just a mad dash. But I think, you know, the, the Big Ten just put out, you know, this massive deal. They're going to make like one hundred million dollars a school per year. Like it's just it, yeah, it's insane.
1: <laughs> we are uh, we are isolated in our little bubble when it comes to Louisville athletics, but I do wonder if, if other fan bases, do they talk about, man, you just need to shut up and support the coach or you just, man, you just need to give money to this player collective or you're not a good fan. Like I've noticed a lot more of that. I noticed it with Mac, like that people are like, you don't need to tweet these things or just say these things online because people are going to see that. And then it's going to reflect poorly in the basketball court. That, that's that been a lot more <laughs> present in the last few years. I don't know. I, oh, I'm I think jumping, that's fair. Jumping around here, but I, I you know, think all I think these that's things fair. are related.
0: And, and I do, I do, I do think that, the, you know, these collectives, because there are going to be schools where the collectives raise a ton of just a truckload of cash and you're going to have a lot more situations like you did at Tennessee. Wait a minute. I gave Fifty thousand dollars. We all gave. You know, three hundred of us gave fifty thousand dollars over the last five years to this fund. What do you mean? You know, you know, you're not going to recruit this guy. We want this guy. You know, or, or you got to
1: Or what do you mean? You're not going to start this freshman. Year you're not going to start
0: Quin Evers, right? But as yeah. as uh, as we were just joking about. Uh, Quinn Evers is is going to start at, at Texas, and um, you know, clearly got a massive check. You know. It's so funny that not to deny we are really jumping around, but the fact that he's there, like what? And he has a year because Arch is fucking Arch is gonna start day one. Right. <laughs> so this kid has a year, and then what's he gonna do? Is he gonna transfer? <laughs> he's gonna transfer. And what are, I mean,
1: what are the costs with running a program like that? We talk so much about. I literally just talked about it a few minutes ago, how the we can wrap it up in a few minutes, but like, I literally just talked a few minutes ago about how the fans deserve more from Kenny Payne to kind of know what's going on. But when they're that involved, you know, maybe the 15% of your fan base, when they're that involved in the decision-making on the field. Yeah. That's got a, I mean, you talk about it with Liverpool, like how your, your fan base You know, they talked about for a long time that you guys need to get midfielders. They didn't get midfielders, midfielder got hurt. And now they're in kind of a difficult spot. And I don't know, like, what is the balance there that needs to be, needs to be shook? And when it's not, how adversely can it affect things?
0: I think it's, I think, I think it's going to be pretty adversely in some spots. I think it's I think it's going to be like, I, you know, we've we, you know, people have called it the player empowerment era in the NBA and the other leagues. Uh, here comes the fan empowerment era. Is, man. <laughs> my uh you know my ophthalmistry uh, ophthalmologist uh practice is not going to sponsor timeouts anymore if we don't play if, if we don't start this guy <laughs> this guy doesn't get more t- you know like we're, we're not we're, we're not going to run these sponsorships anymore yeah um it's it's i think you're i think i think that's a good point and uh you know it, it goes into it <laughs> college football not not to not not to wax poetic about this and in, in the national landscape college football wasn't meant to be this like national right it was always meant to be this regional thing so it's oh it's going to be really funny when those regional institutions those connections the the quarterback clubs and the 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 you know the booster clubs have to then like interface with the fact that the big 10 is getting $7 billion to be on CBS.
1: Yeah. Know? Or just on, it's going to be funny when there's like this booster from Tennessee who's on getting interviewed three years from now on first take, because he became the first booster to single handedly force their coach to start this quarterback. Like <laughs> you, you talk about the national regional angle. I think that's a great, great, great point. College football is a national sport now. And that shift just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Like that one or two years and that, yeah, that's, that's interesting.
0: You're right. It's been a national sport, but like you get, people get what I'm saying. Like I just feel like someone's going to argue, but it's always been national, like the playoff, et cetera, et cetera. But, but it it, it was national because it was a collection of regions. What Mm -hmm. the sec and the big 10 are now doing is they are saying, this is a national sport. This is a sport that's going to be treated like the NFL is every weekend. It's not or been not that. even every weekend. It's going
1: to be treated like the NFL in the summer.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's going to be treated like that at all times. So right. that's what they're doing now. That's what they, that's what, you know, when you have literally a school in, in New Jersey and a school in LA, two schools in LA, you're saying this is a close to coast sport. This is, a, this is about a national league and um, college football has always been a, a, a collection of regions and, some bigger than others some more important than others, some crazier than others um but now you're gonna have joe champion you know chevrolet up against you know these massive institutions which you know it's so you're right it's so funny it's crazy but well, i don't want to bore anybody anything else before we 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 keep going before we uh shut this thing down
1: well we can wrap it up i think we Said a lot of things. I mean, <laughs> we said a lot of things. At the end um, of the day, going forward in the next few weeks, we have obviously football around the corner. We're going to try to do a podcast where we do football heavy centric.
0: This stuff. is our 99th podcast, Chris, and we've told people that the hundredth episode is going to be a an Ocean's Eleven rewatch. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah, we'll we'll do that then. I'm fine with that. So
0: That's let's do that. Very, let's do that next week. Let's very let's live. The podcast.
1: <laughs> and um, yeah, we're gonna. I'll watch Ocean's Eleven in the next few days.
0: It's on we'll, TBS right now. I'm sure. We
1: we just need to. I don't even care about making it original. We can just totally rip off the rewatchable.
0: Yeah, I will get. I will get the rewatchable categories. I will go get the current categories. I'm um, completely fine with that because it, it's such a good.
1: That that's one of the best things that that Bill Simmons has ever done. I think.
0: Oh man, that's that's funny. But uh thanks, Chris, as always. We'll we'll leave things there. Thanks everyone. It's good it's good to be back. We'll uh it's good to have football. I was going through with my wife, the schedule and, and things. Sadly, I'm gonna miss the, the you know, we were talking about this pit game. I'm gonna miss the pit game, I'm gonna be out of town. I was like super bummed. Was, like, oh, that's gonna be a good one. But anyway, yeah. so uh we'll 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 chat. There's plenty to it's plenty to do, uh plenty to get excited about. And know we will talk to you guys soon. Take care, everyone.